What's good? You're listening to Wasted Radio. My name is Matt, and this is still the only place on the internet where you can hear live vinyl spun directly out of my collection. So if you're here for it, you're here for it. If you're not, get out, you know, whatever. Hey, we've got a cool show today. I have not been uh, doing this for a minute. Probably like, what, three weeks if you're hanging on? But hey, we have been really busy. We've been outside. We've been doing crazy things. We've been... uh, you know, lots of hiking, lots of biking, lots of that kind of stuff, lots of not sitting in front of the computer. So I can't complain. It has been a beautiful summer. I hope that you have been blessed enough to get out there and enjoy it just like we have been trying to take advantage of every last second. So if you are like, you know, waiting on new episodes of this podcast, and like I said a long time ago, it would be weekly. Well, you know, hey, Sometimes that's just not going to happen because it's too damn beautiful out and I would rather be hiking or biking or canoeing, kayaking, paddleboarding, whatever. You got to get out there and do stuff. Like I said, it's summertime, man. It's summertime. Okay. Today's episode, we have, well, I have Ace from Mutually Assured Destruction. He also sings for a band called Sentinel. He is also the host of the Forum of Passion podcast, which, you know, I mean, if you listen to the interview, you're going to hear me introduce all this stuff. So it's a bit redundant of me to say it right now, but I'm going to say it anyway. Ace gave me a great interview. Um, really thankful to have him on. I love the EP that they did, Fever Dream, and I'm super excited for the future of this band. If you are not paying attention to Mutually Assured Destruction or if you've never heard of them, now is a good time to start because they are a relatively new band. I would say that they would be a little further along uh, than they are right now if it wasn't for the setback of coronavirus. However, uh, nothing is going to stand in the way of these guys' success. They are doing great things and uh, they've got some big plans in the future. All of that will be discussed on the show coming up. Stay tuned. Here it is, my interview with Ace for Mutually Assured Destruction. All right, you are on Wasted Radio with me, Matt. I am here with Ace Stallings of Mutually Assured Destruction, of Sentinel, of the uh, Forum of Passion podcast, Uh everything i mean this guy has got it going on he is a busy guy but he took some time to hop on here with me i really appreciate it ace how you doing i'm doing great doing great happy to be here happy to to be talking about uh all the stuff you just mentioned just you know um i appreciate you hitting me up to to be on here hey i appreciate you coming on like i was telling you a little bit earlier man Um, you know, with this game, I am an up and comer. So anytime, uh, somebody makes time to sit down with me, especially to talk about the music they make, um, I really appreciate it. So, you know, couldn't be more thankful to have you on here. And I am excited to talk about, uh, fever dream. This is the mutually assured destruction EP. And I, uh, I kind of want to just tell you my story real quick about how, uh, this was introduced to me and I believe it was six to eight months ago. My friend, uh, Andy, who plays in Watcher, um, hit me up and was like, dude, check this band out. You're going to love them. I was like, okay. And I put it in my notes and I came home that day and my wife had made dinner for us. We're sitting on the front porch and I'm like, babe, I don't know if this is going to be good or bad. Mutually assured destruction. Let's check it out. And we ended up listening to it three times in a row. It's 
Yes, and it, it is. Oh. It's a it's a it's a beautiful EP. Six uh solid strong songs on it. Um, you used to sing for the band Breakaway. Yes. Yes. Did did that for eightish, yeah, like just just over like eight years. Okay. Um, so that's Breakaway started in 2010, and uh, we had our last show in, in February of 2019 um summer of 2010 to winter of uh 2019 um yeah like doing doing that band was was cool it was like a straightforward like straight edge hardcore band um did a lot of cool stuff with that a member of mad is from that band as well eric um yeah this mad formed uh i mean uh, well after breakaway like i i thought i wasn't going to do any more music period um just like i'm a promoter so i i was just gonna do in my mind i was like all right i'm just gonna promote um i was doing a little more also more writing at the time like i i've written a couple um i've written a a short story collection and a poem collection oh that's awesome yeah i i I haven't really been like keeping up with my writing stuff but i um during this time period i was like okay i'm gonna focus on doing that um and uh you know and i did but but it just like something was missing you know sure. and um i you know I, I a couple a few months after breakaway broke up uh through just the encouragement of some people around me that were like that had heard me sing for like a misfits cover band that previous fall um who were like hey you should like sing like that in a band like you know like an actual band uh through some encouragement of some friends um got the idea to do a band like mad very cool yeah and um i believe earlier too uh when we were chatting we we had mentioned some of the influence in that music Mm -hmm. um when you you know you had initially said i think you said to me that you didn't know what kind of music you were going to sing over and and you know you had this idea that you definitely wanted to incorporate that but you didn't know how it would turn out like it, it was, it was the kind of thing where it's like, I knew what I wanted to go for, but I knew what I wanted. I knew I didn't want to do like, um, breakaway was very like purposefully like straightforward and, and almost like, like just like generic sure. that was on purpose. Cause like, I wanted to do like in the box, hardcore band, smash your face, straight edge, hardcore. Yeah. Just like yeah. fat, like mid tempo to fast, like, I, you know, I, I just, I wanted to like kind of fit a certain mold, um, with, uh, MAD, it was like, okay, I don't, I want to do another band, but I want it to sound sonically nothing like what I've done for like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all that time of breakaway. So, um, I've always been a big fan of bands like Corrosion and Conformity and Only Living Witness. Um, I like, I like, you know, some Sam Black Church tracks, Life of Agony, mm-hmm. um, you know, that stuff that had like melodic singing over it. And I was like, okay, like, uh, let's give this a shot. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, but, but all that stuff differently than, um, than breakaway, not to say that people in breakaway weren't talented because they all are, but like the bands, bands like LOA, COC, only living witness, there's a certain level of talent that is needed. Um, and, you know, you know what they say, it's like 
uh, you're only as good as the, the people you associate yourself with. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, like I, I got to get some people together to do this that are like really good at their instruments. Um, and also not too busy because, you know, it, it sucks when you start a band with some people that are really good, but they're maybe in like two or three other bands and, you know, like they don't have time to do anything. Um, and so I, I thought about like some people, a friend of mine, JD had just finished college. So he, he played drums. He had filled in for breakaway. He, he, uh, used to fill in for naysayer. He had been in, um, some, he'd been in the band that was pre candy, this band called lost souls and, uh, and a couple other things I want to say. Um, and I asked him, it's like, Hey man, you're out of school. Like, you know, would you want to do something like this? And I think he just kind of wanted to be in a band. So he was down. Um, I asked like, you know, one of my best friends, Eric, who was in breakaway with me, if, if he wanted to do this, he likes all the same influences I was talking about. Sure. He was down to, uh, I asked, um, a, just like this sort of like local guitar guy, but he's also kind of like, just, you know, people like his bands in general. Um, my friend Broder, who was in down to nothing for their first three LPs, uh, all of fire and ice. Um, that's one of my favorite bands. Oh really? Okay. Dude. Yeah. So the guy who writes a lot of the MAD stuff is, is the dude who wrote the fire and ice stuff. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. If you listen back, <laughs> I can point out songs for you. Yeah. If you listen back, knowing that you'll, you will hear it. Yeah. Now I'm um, going to hear it. Dude. History repeats is mm -hmm. one of the greatest hardcore songs of our generation. great track dude Seriously. I, fire and ice is unfortunately i i feel like they they're a seven inch time period people were so on it and yeah. lp came out and people liked it but like i i don't know i don't know what it was i, I feel like that lp gets kind of like washed over a little dude, bit that lp is fucking madness it, it's so good that, that it pumps me up so much like if i'm if i'm like lagging at the gym or something i need something to pump me up it's almost always that album, dude, it's a good album i man. love that album but um, um, anyway, I, yeah, yeah. Back to your lineup. I asked him if he wanted to, if he, he wanted to join, he's also in brace war. And, um, but he was basically like, he was like, yeah, man, he's like, I'm not really doing too much. So, uh, you know, brace war doesn't really play that often. And like fire nice is broken up. And so he was like, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, I'm down to try it out. And, uh, and then the last guy who was, who was like maybe the most pivotal member um, is this dude who I hadn't seen in a while. Um, or he just like very sporadically, uh, this guy, Tyler, who, um, is a, he's a, I, I, I th honestly, I think his best instrument is drums, but he doesn't really play drums in any bands, okay. but, uh, he's mainly into like, like, he's a DJ. Um, so, you know, he's like into like electronic music, but he used to play guitar in this band called Holy Land, um, that Eric from Breakaway and MAD was also in, cool. uh, and uh holy land is hard to find online but i think you can maybe find it via Bandcamp or something if you like stuff like fire and ice sure. um, and like ma and you like mad you will like holy land yeah that's a cool um, name too they had two seven inches like maybe in like 2013 or 2014 um but uh so he was in that and, and he's really good at guitar and really good at songwriting and i asked him and he was down and yeah, we started practicing and uh, and writing music in like May of 2019. And man, like up until COVID started, we were like 
moving along. Yeah, yeah, you were hammering shit out. We recorded that the the demo seven inch uh, that summer. It was just entitled MAD, correct? Yeah, it has what three tracks on it? Three songs. That was out by October, and then the record that we are talking about today was recorded like right there that fall. We had been in band for maybe like uh, like four months, and that came out in February of 2020. Okay. And now obviously um, fever dream is why we're here today. Uh, Definitely to talk about that before we get into talking specifically about, um, you know, maybe how the album was made and and whatnot. I'm just curious since you brought the timeline up, um, how did the pandemic help or hurt you guys uh, and your exposure to new listeners? Was that an opportunity for you guys to be exposed uh, to new audiences or was it more frustrating because you wanted to be out and playing? Um, it was more frustrating for me. I think it definitely hurt us. Um, like it, it, okay. It's almost like, I feel like we're starting over kind of uh, during this time period. Oh, you picked the worst time in hardcore history to yeah, put something yeah. out. We put, I mean, <laughs> it was like we put out something in February yeah. and like played like played some sh- like uh, some tour dates with like incendiary and dom and um those were like awesome and we played our last show pre-lockdown uh in north carolina in chapel hill with terror and that was awesome too and then like we were supposed to play united blood and we all kind of knew we were like Yo, we're gonna have a really good UB set. It's like hometown, like yeah, we're uh, gonna crush our, it. Our, our friends will be there. Like you know, this record just came out. Like this is gonna hit. And uh, then we had to cancel uh, the festival. So um, I think I, you know, I think you know, I did what I could about selling the records. You know, sure. I like would like discount stuff or, or put bundles online or. I remember um, when lockdown started, I would just look up record stores all over America and just email them and be like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to buy these wholesale? Um, you know, and uh, I, you know, like some people would be like, just not respond. Others would, would respond that I'd send it to them. And the thing is, is like, I may not even like, uh, they maybe never even sent me money back for them, whatever. But I, I just yeah. like want some did, some didn't. I just wanted them out there. Sure. Um, we and like we did. Uh, but but the thing is, like you know, there was interest during that time period because we did a live stream in August at a, like a local like venue, and because uh, we didn't get to have a record release show, we like made record release covers for that. We sold all those really quickly. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, I I think largely like, I think the only way to have stayed as a part of the greater conversation during lockdown was if you released music during lockdown. Yeah, for sure. If you didn't release music, you had really no way of like getting out there like visibly other than a live set, which is like only kind of like gives you a bit of a blip for a minute. Yeah. Or if you were doing like, a bunch of music videos but we're brand we're, we're brand new we weren't going to do any like right any of right that. but um what we did end up using the time for and there was a few months where we didn't do anything and, and that was very frustrating i think people 
we're like, all right, let's wait and see like what happens. But um, about May, so one year after we started, it was May, it was sometime during summer, we started writing an LP. And most of lock, you know, most of the rest of lockdown, we were writing that that LP. And we've been recording that now for that's the longest I've ever recorded anything. We've been recording that LP since May. And it's hell awesome. yeah. That's um, awesome. <laughs> we're, we're going really hard with it. I mean, um, if you're gonna do it, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, put the most in. Um, but yeah, I mean uh pan- pandemic definitely hurt us but i would say that coming out of going forward like we're we're like we're playing great shows and i feel very confident about the record we got coming up um you know triple b's doing it uh, yes saw yeah, that they're doing it um shout out sam uh and it's just like we've got a, a great dude mixing it we got a good guy i got amazing amazing art um you know on the way and and like got a you know a good dude for master just you know all the all the pieces are you know in place we're gonna we're gonna have a comp song out too before that's out um uh coming up so i, I probably can't talk too much about that sure I, sure I, the label that's doing it hasn't announced anything about it yet that's cool but, uh, it'll be it'll be cool yeah, so, so doing, the future looks bright. You doing videos too? You Maybe. know, sometimes I think about it, but also for for MAD, I kind of want it to be like um a bit of a limited experience. Okay, like if you want to see MAD and experience like mutually assured destruction, you gotta like kind of be at the right place at the right time. You gotta be at the show. You gotta be at the festival. Uh, you know, kind of thing. It's like. I'm, I'm a very, it's like, I've done music. I did two music videos for breakaway and like, they were cool. But, um, for MAD, I kind of wanted like a little bit of a grassroots feel and a little bit of an air of mystery. Um, that's so, very, it, yeah, that's, that's an interesting artistic component to that. And yeah, nerdy. I love it. Yeah. So no, I think it's a cool idea yeah. really though. I do. I think, I think that's a cool idea because um, there is something to say too about um, you know your 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 face and your image being oversold and and maybe overshadowing the what you're trying to do as a band. Um, you have mentioned how you're kind of a blip if you do a live stream during COVID. Um, I was always saying like, man, these bands should be doing live streams, do more live streams, and like I understand that it takes a lot to set up, but like do some live streams. I want to see some live streams, and yeah. then I started seeing them. Yep. And it was interesting how quickly the buzz disappears. I don't know. Exactly. If you, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if you saw code orange was one of the first ones to do yep. like a big live shoot. And it was a whole thing. I mean, they, they, they had Ricky Rackman and they, they did went like, in on the production. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, they had a whole show with it and it was, it was this beautiful thing. And then like two days later, it was ancient history because that's exactly it works. It just, I mean, it just moved. Things move too quickly when you don't have, Kind of what you just talked about music video. Yeah. I would rather somebody like, like to me, something that's more impactful is if someone were to like go to a show I was playing and have a great experience and there, say a friend of theirs missed it and go to that person and be like, man, like what a set. It was so cool. Like yeah. 
you would love it. You really got to see them next time, you know, like yeah. the, come near you or whatever that it does more for me in my head than someone being like, Oh, that music video is cool. Like, you know, cause, cause something yeah. wants more of an experience, you know, I think to the, the music video, um, as weird as it is to say with like how popular video content is, I think the music video is kind of a dying art, like, Oh, for or, sure. Or at least the one-off music video. It's really cool when you have like uh, the weekend or Tyler, the creator. Um, oh yeah. A series. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Ghosts like, ba- you know, bands or artists mm-hmm. that link it all together and you're not just watching one individual music video. Yeah. That, that shit's awesome. So if you, you know, if you're able to do it and you have those capabilities, but if not, it almost seems like you're settling for less and it cheapens the experience maybe, you know? Yeah. Like for certain bands, I think it works fine. Like it's, it's like, you know, like, like turnstile doing all the videos they're doing is cool. And yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. For, yeah. For what they do. Yeah. That's, that's cool. You know, like, like, um, MAD, we kind of think of it as being like a little dirtier, I guess focus so, it, like more of a sonic experience yeah we just it, it's like well also it's like kind of one thing where i want it's like you you have the fever dream record right there if yeah. you look at that and the seven inch there's not like a picture of us sure like on any of that stuff you don't know what the because i remember growing up man like I, I would like part of the fun for me was like getting a record and like it was kind of like pre like internet being like as big as it was mm-hmm. maybe you'd have a picture of the band in there but like that was it you had to kind of imagine yeah you know what it was like you know or, or like what what's their vibe like like you oh, know yeah. kind of you'd occasionally find some grainy video online somewhere and be like oh or like you know be like oh this looks cool like you know well um, that was like all the all the classic rock bands that we like grew up listening to you know like scorpions or mm-hmm. i mean you know anything like that black sabbath and and yeah. everything on um you never knew what most of those bands looked like i didn't know exactly. you know what led zeppelin looked like but i listened to them all the time sure you know yeah. and that's, that's kind of like that's kind of you know what like that's intentional like i i don't yeah, think yeah any photos of us in, in the next record, you know, either or anything, you know, I, I want people to focus on to the piece, show up and experience, you know? Yeah, for we, sure. We take a lot of cues from war hungry too. Okay. And, um, and like they were like their LP, like that you don't have, you know, you don't have any visuals of them. Uh, well, I, I think there is on the inside, but, um, I can't really remember, but at least in the front and back, you don't see anything. And, uh, you know, like what have you and, and like on the return to earth seven inch i don't think there's any photos of them at least on the outside but well, um, and and another piece of it too is when i listened to you sing mm-hmm. i did not picture you not that i was sitting there trying to figure out what you looked like but when i saw you on instagram i was like wow that guy's that that voice is belting out of this guy like yeah. no kidding that's awesome you know and that's like it's it, it's it's its own piece. It's its own thing. You guys have created it's a, your own monster yep. that is. And I think that that is kind of what makes uh, a great band like that separates from a good band into a great band um, is that you have the ability to work together and build into something that is better than, uh, you know, what you have to offer it individually. 
You know, sure. every time, yeah. every time I use the word synergy, I get laughed at. No, it's, that's a good word. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's, it's like a corporate way of describing what I'm yeah. trying to talk about, but yeah. you know, um, and I think that, I think that is why, uh, you guys have had the kind of buzz and, and increase in successes that you have is because, you know, everybody does seem to play well together. You have this, um, really honestly, unique sound there's nothing out that anybody that's doing quite what you guys are doing and i'm not even just talking about hardcore i'm talking because i pay attention to like metal hard rock uh you know what's going on in the rock scene which is pretty mm -hmm. easy to pay attention to because nothing's going on in the rock scene sure um you know well i mean i like <sighs> I, I couldn't I couldn't really name you like if I'm if I'm when we were younger, like we had made mainstream like rock bands like Alice in yeah. Chains and stuff like that, that were like at the top. Right. I mean, what what do we have now that you would consider rock like Maroon 5? Like, <laughs> yeah, like the last rock show I went to. Yeah. Like just like rock sponsored by the radio. It, this is a contemporary rock band yeah. this is a band that's like many full albums deep. Um, but it's a band called Royal Blood. Cool. Um, they're from the UK. I'm a big Queens of the Stone Age fan, which mm. is also an influence, at least for me, for big MAD. time. Yeah. And Caius. Caius is a big influence on all of us. Oh, really? But, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. That's like a big, that's a, that's a big, like, part of like, that's, that's one band that we all like kind of like agree on at the same time. That'll be my homework. I don't really know too much about that band. Oh, yo. Check them out. So, I mean, essentially, you talked about kind of like, mad not sounding like anything else um when people ask me to describe what we sound like like to make it like easy i'm like it's like i'm like okay uh crossover is pretty big right now with like bands like like dead heat or like a drain or like an enforced you know whatever yeah technically we're a crossover band but at, but as we're not a crossover thrash band we're a crossover doom band. <laughs> there you go. So I like that. We're crossover doom is how we like I have like sold us, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, no one's that's, really that's not a bad description though. Thank you. Yeah, like you know, that's that's like no one's really doing, you know, that. Um, I think the closest thing to us, uh, and it, I think it's only because of the singing aspect, would be like maybe like a Maybe maybe Age of Apocalypse. Okay. Um, but they but it's like again they kind of have like th their own. It's like their yeah own, they've got their own sound. Yeah. They got it's like they got their own like kind of like that Hudson Valley you know like sound or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, in fact, I, I saw somebody one time say that they were kind of a take on Stigmata and like, but it just has singing over it, and I was like, that's actually a huh. good way to describe that. But um, uh, yeah, I don't like you know. The bands that like when, when we were like putting together lists of like okay when we eventually do like a record release show like who we want to like play and it's not like it's bands that it makes sense for us to play with but we don't sound like any of them right um, you know so uh but somebody somebody recently i was listening to some podcast i think it was about movies i can't really remember which one it was but somebody said that some of the best stuff out there is stuff that's like hard to define yeah and oh, yeah. um you know, I, and I heard that and I was like, huh, okay, I'm going to apply that to, I'm going to, I'm going to post kind of apply that to, to what I'm doing.
Yeah. Because um, that is a little harder to define, I guess. It forces you to be original. I mean, you you don't. I mean, I think any musician, myself included, you don't want to make something that people necessarily go, oh, that sounds like. Yeah, blah, nobody. Blah, blah. you don't you want know. to make something unless it's ex- extremely intentional or people are just like, oh, like they're just trying to do this, and you're you like, know, kind of thing. I like, was trying to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, in, in some cases you're like, yeah, I'm trying to do a specific thing. I'm glad you heard that. But other times when you're like, all right, I'm trying to do like an original take on something else, but it just ends up sounding like a rehashed version of something old. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's not as, that's not as fun. Sure. Sure. Now, I don't know if you have an answer to this question or not, but do you, uh, do you foresee MAD branching out of hardcore in the future and playing with hard rock bands and, you know, in, or do you see your future with, you know, I mean, I, I, it's probably way too early for you to make an assessment like that, but I just, I was just curious because, you know, with a sound like that, you know, playing hardcore shows is great, but it also opens opportunities to other things as well you know, and, and you don't fit into one category. My wife, for instance, likes your band and she's not going to put on terror or naysayer while she's cleaning the house. Yo, you know what I mean? You say that. That's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Like, um, where people are like, like my significant other was around or my partner was around and they're not really into hardcore, but I was playing mad and they, they liked that. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, dude, we're down to play like whatever, you know, sure. Um, we just announced like a, like we're like a death metal show that I set up. I saw with the gate creeper. Yeah. So it's like, we don't sound anything like that, like gate creeper genocide pact or antichrist siege machine. Sure. But we can, we can work on that show. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, dude, we're down to like, we're down to play anything. We're like, for the most part, we're hardcore people. So that's like where our friend, you know, groups are and everything. Um, you know, and like I, the energy at hardcore shows is unparalleled. So it's like that part's cool, but it's just like, uh, we, I would say, um, you know, I'm speaking for myself, but I would, I would think the band would agree that like, we just like want to want to do the best that we can do in front of as many different kinds of people that yeah you know, we yeah. can and, and like have as many people at least to hear the record and kind of make a determination for themselves if it's, if it's their kind of thing or not. Um, you know, I don't, uh, it, it's interesting. I'm a planner and I've got a lot of stuff planned for MAD from now until the, I mean, I guess technically in, into next year. Um, but you know, I never know what come up. Uh, I'll put it this way. I will be interested to see, what happens when when the lp like the day it comes out i'll be interested to see um if that changes our landscape or it just elevates us in the landscape that we currently exist in yeah definitely um kind of I, I'm, I'm a bit of a long-winded person so i apologize but no like, no i love I, it I, I love it man uh because this is this is what i want i want your candid <laughs> thoughts i want to yeah. hear you know the inside baseball and and yeah long long answer but like the short answer would be like it's a wait and see scenario you know um 
So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, the, the step one right now is finish coring this record and then play play these play the Fever Dream songs and, and the demo songs like at these shows through fall, and then uh, then we'll see where things go. Sure. What's your uh, just off the cuff? What's your set time? You guys play for like a half oh, hour. Question. Um, not probably not a full half hour. Um, I think we record, I think we like tested it out recently. We're playing nine songs at the next three shows to my knowledge. So you play um, everything you've recorded so far? No, no, and we're gonna get into that. Okay, when we talk about the record, because there's I don't think I don't foresee us playing one song off Fever Dream anymore, and there's one on there that we'll probably never play. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, but, um, the, so we're going to, we do, we'll be doing four off fever dream. We'll be doing all the demo songs set seven. And then we're going to be playing two new songs. Okay, cool. Um, just to kind of like see how, you know, like they're, they're moshers for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, a lot of the songs in the new record are very long, like four minutes plus some are like five minutes plus yeah um these ones are the shorter ones mm-hmm. so it, it will kind of work in a hardcore setting um we just kind of see how those go well that's and, why i asked that the hardcore setting versus the more hard rock setting you know yeah well so great question um we wrote songs on the new record that are like like we basically decided we're like okay some of these songs are going to be written to play what you're talking about mm-hmm. more of like a hard rock or metal setting depending on the type of metal it is um and then others are like songs for like like the hardcore set that yeah. way we kind of like switch it up like, like we have a song on the lp coming out that sounds like an uncle acid like just you know like stoner rock song and it's it's not moshable at all um it's a great not, song but it would do bad at a hardcore show yeah it's like yeah. people might people might vibe it but it's just like not with the energy of the room you know it, yep. it's like they'll probably be like that's cool but it'll probably bring everybody down a little bit mm-hmm. um but we'll probably save that for like you know a rock or like a metal gig or something and then there's other songs on there that are like that are faster or just like more moshy um you know because i mean regardless of like we're approaching the writing the lp as like a metal record um Whereas Fever Dream, I would say, is like kind of somewhere in between that, like, and uh, but we're approaching it like that. Um, but even still, it's we've cut songs from it that were like, this isn't gonna pop live. Like, this isn't gonna bring up energy live. So sure. we should we should keep this one like you know like in the vault or something. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, let's get into talking about Fever Dream now, and uh, specifically, we've got three songs that uh, we picked off of the ep to check out and the first one is rose chamber um Mm -hmm. which is the first song i think i listened to actually i don't wait i I must have started at master of reality if i because i listened to it on itunes so So, master of misery would be number one on there i think rose chambers rose chambers number two i said master of reality didn't i yeah but that's that's exactly (laughs) great Freudian slip honestly for us um uh Rose Chamber is our most listened to song on streaming, though. Okay. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Would you consider that the single? Yo, I mean, 
I guess so. What's funny is that, like, to be very honest, we didn't get to play that song very much live before we had to stop playing. I'm sure, yeah. Um, we played we played it on those shows with Incendiary and DOM. I, I don't even remember if we did it at the Terror Show. Um, and then at the live stream. Also, another thing about MAD that I'm just sitting here thinking about, we haven't played that many shows in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've, I think including the live stream, we've done 13. Wow. Um, so really not, really not a lot. And mostly um, in 2019 or all in 2019? And, oh, I mean, not all in 2019. It would have been how many occurred in 2020? The DOM record release. Oh, that's right. Probably up until about what May. Like five. Five of those were five of those were in uh were in 2020. And I guess if you if you include the the live stream, like six. Okay. Um, so the majority was the year previous. But uh like yeah, I, I guess I guess we kind of treat rose chamber as the single now because that's that's the most listened to song of ours sure but um i don't think i don't think we treated it as such when we were writing it i think uh we were kind of looking at master of misery being a little bit more of the single my favorite song on the record um is one we're gonna you're gonna play later and that's exhale okay um and uh and i mean that one that one goes well um like you know like it, it like does fine like a live setting but um but yeah I, I guess for all intents and purposes rose chamber is the single for it um so let's talk about the lyrics here uh what first of all is the meaning of rose chamber so rose chamber a lot of the fever dream stuff um, a lot of early MAD stuff was written in a time was written in 2019 and I was having a rough year man like um, you know I Breakaway had stopped and I had such identity attached to that um, and, and it, needed, it needed to stop we've been a band forever but like that was like a big I was closing like a big door in my life with that um and you kind of feel like you lose a piece of yourself huh when yeah you're in the band sure. like that yeah man i i know i know the feeling it's it's weird it's like breaking up with a girlfriend oh yeah so i had that <laughs> oh that and happened then, too and then, and then uh and like like right before 2019 right before breakaway breaks up i had a relationship end and uh as well and then like you know had a pretty chaotic year it was like uh you know, like, like having like tumultuous relationship stuff with like newer people and, and everything. And, um, a lot of those early songs are just about how I felt during that time period. Okay. Um, so it's, so some of them aren't even about like, they weren't even written as like, I'm walking down the street and I see this, you know, whatever. It was more of like almost stream of consciousness of just like in the moments I was feeling like bad and stuff, Mm -hmm. but Rose Chamber it was kind of like uh i have thought about it one night um i always liked the idea of the name rose chamber i had thought about 
using that name for like doing like a like a synth kind of like new wave project set somewhere in the future but i didn't know if i was ever going to do that so i decided to name the song this but like i'm, um, I'm working on a project like that right now hell yeah love, <laughs> like an um, 80s synth pop type thing yeah i love yeah. stuff like that. so I, I maybe one day I, i'll do it but um uh i was laying in my bed um and my, like there are these windows that like surround my bed in my room mm -hmm. and uh i was just like kind of like looking out like one of them and just kind of like thinking about how like down i was about um so much of my life and uh how it was just like uh in in the in the songs of the protagonist is like is like looking out a window there's like roses on the sill um wilted flowers kind of like 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 dead flowers you know so it's kind of like like feeling like morose feelings um and uh it sort of you know it's kind of like so it says like rays of sunlight fade uh into like uh an abyss of the blackest kind so it's kind of like the sun's going down like physically outside that window but also kind of like mentally on myself and it's just kind of like it was almost like kind of like like this like nightmare of being alive uh that you're experiencing before you, you like this person is going to sleep um so it's like real doom and gloom you know style on that one um and uh but i say all that stuff and what's what's interesting is that now conversely uh i'm in like a like a great place and so like writing the songs to the the new record um the energy is way different they're not none of them are like like that uh there's a lot more bravado and and stuff to them but at that time period i was i was like uh, having a hard time so a lot of the songs on this record and the demo were about that that's good that's authentic man i mean i think yeah. that's you know that's that's what you want to hear when you when you turn it on i'd rather the emotion that the person is conveying to be a raw emotion so i think that's awesome uh, i think the lyrics speak for themselves so we're going to go ahead and play this song right now off of the fever dream ep mutually assured destruction this song is called rose chamber
All right, you're back on Wasted Radio with me, Matt, and I'm here with Ace Stallings of Mutually Assured Destruction, and we are listening to the Fever Dream EP today and uh, just talking about it a little bit here uh, about the different songs. We just heard Rose Chamber talking a little bit about where uh, his headspace was when he was writing the, this EP and, and that last song. Uh, but we are going to move on here now to the next song, which is Dichotomy, it looks like. Yeah, Dichotomy. Um, okay, so there's a band from, give you a little background on Dichotomy. There's a band from Richmond uh, called Windhand. Um, that's like a like a doom, like heavy psych, yeah. you know, band. And, yeah, I know uh, that band. Oh, they're, I mean, they're awesome. Myself and Tyler and MAD are like, and Eric uh, are all like, big fans i i try not to miss them when they play here yeah um this song was our attempt at doing uh that their sound and i think tyler did an amazing job and a good job writing the music to be that here's the issue and there's a re- with the song and why you're probably never going to see us play it live is that this was written in the early days of mad um and we did not and i like specifically did not know that like my capability of singing okay um this song is slightly out of range of this song is slightly out of my range so we made it work on recording i don't think we like really doctored anything but it was like i guess like tyler could tell it was kind of a strain for me to like to sing a whole song in this in like that type of key yeah um so you know he was like, all right, we shouldn't do this one live because if you've been like yelling the whole time previous to this song or something, then when you get to this, it's going to be like really hard yeah. and it's not as good as it should be. So this will, I, to my knowledge, just be forever a recorded track. Um, but uh, we, we have stuff coming down the line that is like this, but it's in a key that I can sing. So no big deal. Well, um- First of all, that's the mark of a good friend to tell you straight up like, yo, I love you enough to tell you that maybe, you know, you should. But at the same time, you know, uh, what if you did something like maybe an acoustic version in the future where you sure. were down tuned and you know what I mean? So to put it in your range or something like that. I like if that. I'm not wrong, dichotomy has a little bit of a bluesy feel to it, mm-hmm. you uh, know, yeah. uh, Red Sunrise is like the straight up blues one. Yes. This one, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red Sunrise is straight up blues one. Um, and and this this one is just like it's. I mean, it is straight wind hand. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, who I think I heard down the line from like rumor mill and stuff that as opposed to taking a lot like they take influence from like standard doom stuff, but like yeah. I think they I also heard that they take influence from a lot of shoegaze. Okay. Um so weird degrees of separation uh there but um yeah uh it's okay I, it I, all comes out in the wash when i mean exactly you, you know exactly but, but yeah wow. so so out of your range but still you know one that you want to keep on the back burner i think because yeah it works on recording maybe we'll figure something out with it someday it's um, a cool song it's a cool song tell me about know. what it you know the meaning of it and the the lyrics and everything. oh dichotomy is, is is kind of like in keeping with the same like sort of like like internal struggle themes of, of uh rose chamber um dichotomy to you know it's it's like kind of like 
somebody, and this is like a theme within a lot of MAD in general, but it's like somebody, it's kind of like the devil on your shoulder, kind mm-hmm. of like, like the, your bad, your shadow self kind of like being like succumb to like dark thoughts and, and, and like do things that like, you know, that are like bad that are like, you know, like, like, like kind of fall into like being like the worst version of yourself kind of thing. And the protagonist of the song is, is, is like, is, you know, kind of like, like it says in there, it's like whispered bad intentions from somebody that I cannot see. You know, it's, it's like, it's like your own, the voice in the back of your head being like, you should, you should do something like, like you should do something for instant gratification. Mm -hmm. uh, Even if it's going to like hurt you in the long run, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, and just sort of like a person having that conversation with their sort of their dark side. Uh, so, you know, um, you know, I have to say, I don't know if you intended this or not, but after, you know, like uh, when I first found this band, I didn't know you were straight edge or anything like that. When mm-hmm. I had read the lyrics of this song, actually in particular, namely the first line whispered bad intentions from someone that I cannot see, um, it kind of like I, I was wondering if that had anything to do with your straight edge conviction. And you know what I mean? Like you are the one that is in control of your life and that you are keeping yourself on, on a specific track. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know if that had any relevance whatsoever. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I you know, uh, I I do not struggle with straight edge stuff at all like mm-hmm. I, like i i've always you know lived the like you know pre even knowing what like hardcore was have, have kind of like lived this way it's always been clean um, and yeah just it's i think like you know short story it's kind of what attracted me to hardcore is i was like oh i was i'm already kind of living this way and here's this culture that this is a prevalent lifestyle in, and it's like interesting like um you know so uh not like I because Breakway was so straight edge on purpose. Um, I've explored like stuff with that topic and my pride in that and like how that's like done me right. Mm-hmm. Um, so much in that band. This one is entirely more of like like philosophical, psychological, like okay. stuff that doesn't have anything to anything to to do with that. Because one thing too is that like um uh uh, only two people in MAD are straight edge. So um, it, it's kind of like that, ah, like, you know, not like like my lyrics have to represent everything that everybody's like vibing on, you know, whatever. Right. But like, uh, but I just try to explore different stuff. I mean, I, this one specifically would be like, it'd be the kind of thing where it's like uh, when I was kind of going through like the hard, that hard time in 2019, like, It'd be like uh, paying attention to uh, like people that I was like maybe like interested in like uh, and kind of a romantic level that were just not good for me. Yeah, it was almost like so, it was almost like there was like like a, like someone on my shoulder being like, oh, like you know when they're good they make you feel great. You should you know you should hit them up you know kind of thing. But I'd be like no like 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 this, this not going to be good for me. Why would I do that? You know, kind of thing for sure. Um, for sure. Or, you know, the kind of thing where it's, it's like, uh, just, you know, um, it's like, 
kind of one of those things where it'd be like someone's like pissing me off, you know, or, or getting under my skin, you know, whatever, or, or bothering me and it'd be the kind of thing where it's like, it's like, yo, you should like, you know, you should go like confront them in a very serious way, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And, uh, and I used to do stuff like that a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I don't knock handling your business, but like, I, you know, as I've gotten older, um, I'm trying to chill out on that. Pick your battles. Uh, so yeah, a, a, a lot of, it's a big part of being a man. Yeah. A lot of MAD is, is about dealing with like, like inner, inner demons. Yeah. Um, and almost manifest and almost kind of like from like a, like a narrative standpoint, turning them into like real physical demons that you're having like conversations with or, or like see or whatever. Um, That's cool. You know? So, and like, uh, that was kind of like vaguely in there in fever dream. Whereas the next record, the song, it's way, it's way more like it like jumps. It kind of evolves from that vague sort of, uh, kind of like description to a much more tangible okay uh, one um so you know uh like th- this one was kind of about that um and uh you know i like it a lot uh but uh you know i don't know again also this is also one that we wouldn't play at a hardcore show so because it, it, yeah. it, it like just kind of you know it's, a, it's like a doom song for sure so um i don't know like uh if if we'll see it out there but uh maybe at some point maybe we'll figure something out yeah with the um the comment you made too about um being straight edge and and just kind of coming naturally to you um i guess i think what uh made me think of what my interpretation of this song was you know and and going off of what you said there um maybe like two months ago now uh, I quit smoking and I hit up well, thanks. It's not easy, man. It's, it's, wild. it's freaking yeah. wild. Like here, it's just, here. it's not, you know what? It's not as bad as people made it out to be. It's like, is it, is it more like a compulsion almost like you're like, Oh, I, I go smoke on the hour or whatever. For me, it or- was, for me, it was like uh, a control thing. It was just, I think it was just like time that I could control. It's like, no, it's my break. Hold on. Like, yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, I hear you. And, and uh, the, the hardest part, no doubt, the hardest part about quitting smoking for me is kind of relinquishing just that little tiny bit of control over. And it's not that important, but um, you know, I, uh, I, so what happened was I actually, I thought I had a heart attack. I, oh, what it, what it turned out to be was um, just like extreme acid reflux that ended up giving me this like intestinal issue. And uh, basically my doctor, the first thing that my doctor said was like, you have to quit smoking. Like this is a warning. Your body is warning you right now. And if you keep doing this to yourself, something bad's going to happen. So take the warning and quit. So I did cold Turkey. And like I said, it's not as bad as I think many people make it out to be or made me think that it would be, but it's a bitch. And I reached out to my uh, one friend, Glenn, who is straight edge. And I said to him, cause I mean like, dude, everybody I know 
everybody I know gets fucked up in one way or another. It's not always the easiest to, you know, relate. Like if you're trying to quit something or whatever, like a lot of people, nothing against anybody, but a lot of people that people should live how they want to live, you know? Right. But, but you talk to your straight edge friend and he gets it because he wants you to be clean. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like this is better for you. This is going to be healthier for you. It's a good, yeah. it's a good choice. So I, too, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, uh-huh. it's bad. But so I hit him up and I was like, dude, I don't know how you do it. And he's like, dude, it's never been a thought. It's yeah, just not. It's exactly. just, yeah. You know? And I was like, it, it's like breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, you know, and it was weird because. I'm thinking to myself, like, well, I'm 31 and I guess 15 years ago I was that way, too. And I forgot what that feels like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but for sure. Oh, do yeah. you feel better or is it still tough? Oh, no, I feel I feel way better. It's um, I have tough times like it, it just depends, you know, like it, it really depends. I'm sure if um, you get stressed out, you're like, man, like, no, you know, no, it's not. It's not the even stress. that. No, Good. it's not. It's not the stress. What it is, is downtime. You got to keep yourself ah. busy. You got to yeah. keep yourself busy. If you give yourself too much time to sit around and slack and not think or whatever, like find something to do, go lift some weights, go pull some weeds, go do something, sure. you know, like there's always something to do. Even if you're, you know, if it's 10 o'clock at night and you're just up or whatever, find something to do that is not just, you know, the, yeah, the hand you. motion. So I but, totally, I, I hear exactly what you're saying because it's like, I, I work with these three women and, and they all have a smoke break, like on the top of the hour, every hour. And I feel like, like it's a big part of it is like, not because they really want to smoke a cigarette, but it's just like kind of what you talk about, like sort of like that, that time control yeah. and just routine and, you know, and, and everything, um, you know, but, well, uh, and, but speak, yeah. and, 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 two you know it's personal freedom i mean like you you would might think like you're free if you smoke you know you're free to smoke if you want to but once you start smoking you're not really free you might think you are but you know that there's definitely a ball and chain that come with that and oh no yeah i'm sure it's like i'm sure it's i mean i know it's expensive too you know it's oh it's that's the worst part you know and it's Um, and it's dirty the thing that um the the biggest benefit of stopping smoking is not like not smelling it like on my fingers or like my top lip or something like just the little stuff that you never thought of and i just generally feel cleaner my teeth have gotten whiter and i'm like yeah "Yeah, i'm just gonna stick with this i know it's like we're used to be able to smoke in clubs yeah and i've kind of forgot about that and i remember like i would come home all the time and just like my clothes would smell like that but i was just like used to it you know did your parents now when i go someplace and that happens i'm like oh damn that's right this used to be kind of like everywhere did your parents smoke uh my mom would like occasionally have like a cigarette with like a glass of wine like on like a friday or something when she was winding down but like yeah not really nah my my dad not really uh nah like neither of them really did um it's funny though because like i remember you're about the same age as i am like when we were kids you go out to a restaurant and everybody was smoking oh yeah the smoking section yeah and it was like Crazy mad time. yeah and the non-smoking section fucking smelled yeah. like smoke yeah because that's what we just walked over yeah, yeah crazy concept not for real to think about yeah i mean like it's it's wild because um like my son's eight and he'll never i mean not that it's a bad thing but he'll never know that 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 was just oh, yeah. like normal at one time yeah that was just like you know 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you'd walk in and like a host or hostess would be like, Oh, do you want smoking or not? But they asked you the question. I don't, yeah. I don't think I was old enough to like remit, like to like rec or pay attention to when that stopped. I don't but, remember when it stopped. Yeah. I, I just, definitely remember going, there was a club here called what it was called alley cats that like you could smoke inside yeah. for sure. Actually it's crazy. I was a, a bouncer for a long time. Um, and one of the places that I worked at was, uh, it had a vestibule, a bigger vestibule room between the back room and the street. Well, something about that made it legally okay for people to smoke inside. Huh. Um, so, and that was happening until like the mid two thousands. Um, no mid, mid 2010. So like really? only like, yeah, it was extremely like out of like weirdly out of place yeah. for the rest of the world um but uh you know and i didn't care like too much like, but it was just like it ended every night i'm like okay i gotta wash these clothes um it is kind of it is kind of shocking though if you go in anywhere in public now and you see like, like whoa you, like you walk yeah. into a bar and there's people sitting at the bar smoking you're like wow that's okay a throwback yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, a throw, just, it's a definitely a throwback one. yeah you don't see you don't see it i mean there's been a, a lot of changes to culture and and you can uh quabble over whether they've been good or they've been bad but i think that that's one that's sure. probably probably for the better yeah probably <laughs> you know um so. so anyway yeah wow all of that came from dichotomy <laughs> um <laughs> But that is what is good about thought-provoking music. I think that is important, and that's actually kind of why I do this show, because I like having these, you know, talking about these topics and then just seeing where it genuinely takes you. And um, I'll tell you, right now, we might as well just go into this song. Let's check it out. Uh, off of Fever Dream EP, Mutually Assured Destruction, this is Dichotomy.
All right, that was Dichotomy. You're back here on Wasted Radio with me, Matt. I'm here with Ace of Mutually Assured Destruction. And we were just talking about, um, you know, the the uh, studio experience that you guys had and kind of, you know, trying to bring that conversation into the next track. Um, before yep. we start talking about the next track, I kind of just wanted to know, you know, what was your studio experience like? How long were you guys in there? Uh, and, f- you know, final question uh, with that, did you guys write everything prior to going into the studio um, or did you work on it in the studio? So Ace, floor is yours. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, okay. So great questions. Uh, we always recorded the same studio. We recorded F12 in Richmond, Virginia, um, which is also where I do the podcast that I do. I record that there as well. Um, the, the guy, the en- there's two engineers there, uh, but one of them is Sam. He was in breakaway with me and um, he does like, a, like he's in brace war. He's uh, been in a bunch of other bands as well. Um, and uh, so we record with him and he's just gotten exponentially better as we've worked with him. And as he's been recording, um, but this was done. I mean, this one didn't take very, didn't take, but so long for my memory. Um, we went in sometime in fall of 2019. We had, okay. So we had five songs written before written the week of recording a few days before we were like, we need to add another one. Uh, Tyler just came to practice and was like, I have a full song. Um, and that song is exhale. And he just played it. And we were like, Oh, damn. Okay. I was like, this is beast as hell. Um, you know, it's my favorite song on the record. Uh, just sat Sabbath influence. Mm-hmm. Um, Later, when we were after the music was recorded and he was kind of going over some vocal phrasing with me, uh, he gave me, um, he showed me some Spirit of Drift songs to kind of reference, um, to kind of for like just like like vocal placement. And uh, so we got some of that there. Um, it has has this part in it that's like that, like where it just does a full stop after saying silence, um, and just goes back into like, like kind of like a hard, just like. Uh, you know, kind of gallopy part. And, um, you know, the rest of the record was recorded and, you know, it was all like, you know, it was, it was all done and good, but that one was like a last minute song. And it's interesting because it's, it, it, that's my favorite one um, on there. But, uh, but yeah, um, no, and the studio experience with Sam is always, is always great. Um, kind of has a weird schedule. So he works for a tattoo shop here called Absolute and he can only really record at night mm-hmm. or on Sunday and Monday. Um, so you really only get full days at kind of weird times of the week. Um, but you know, we like made it work. Uh, this record was mixed by, Ooh, I'm trying to remember all this one. I know Arthur might've made Arthur risk might've mixed and mastered this one um or or sam might have mixed it i i can't remember but i know i know this is the one that arthur touched um it might say it on the record uh and because the first one was done by will killingsworth 
but it uh, is uh, I have mastered by Arthur and uh, additional mixing by Tyler. So Tyler, Tyler did the mixing himself. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Again, he's like a great musician, Tyler. So sure. he's good at doing the whole, you know, like like doing that kind of stuff on his own. I'm oh, sure he's gonna. It's good to have that person in house. Yeah, it is. You know? It's it's it's. I, I'll tell you what, man. I have gotten into mixing in the past two years. Oh, cool. Just self teaching, and yeah, I've been working on uh, an album. Uh, we have eleven songs recorded um, with my friend, and this was our COVID project. Sure. Um, and uh, holy fuck, I mean, there's a lot to it. It's mm-hmm. I never had appreciation for the talent that that it takes, but it is a job and a half, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like math to me, and I'm like bad at math, so I was just like, I I can't do that. Oh, but, I can't uh, I can't sit for the extremely long periods that some of these people do. It's crazy, oh, like. Dude. You know, especially like I guess I'm not on a time limit. Like I, really, oh dude, no. I I take my time. I, I you know. <laughs> but uh, but I yeah, know some uh, people sit for five hours on a song. That literally just sounds like a nightmare to me. So you're yeah. saying, you know, to be real, I love having a record. I love playing shows. I like practicing. I like yeah. writing songs. I don't like recording. Um, because yeah. I'm just like I'm sitting there and I'm like I just want just to be over so we can hear what the song is supposed to yeah. sound like, I you know, know. Some, some people like the whole process. Um, but me, I'm just like, Oh, I just, I just want it to be, I just want it to be out there, man. But See, I uh, like, I like building. So I like writing, cool. Good, good for like, you. Yeah. but I, I, but this is to say, you know, I uh, like, I like, uh, building a room and painting it but i don't necessarily like color matching and and decorating so i like writing and working on the song and maybe producing and and i like songwriting and things like that and then i i have the equipment now and i record myself and it comes time to mixing which i would call the decorating of it and it's like i just want to shoot myself in the head (laughs) like it's terrible yeah it's a nightmare so if you have somebody in-house who is willing to sit down and do that like god bless you man that is you know, yeah. it seems like you guys have a lot of pieces to the puzzle, um, oh, you know, to sure. your, to future success. I mean, you've got you who have experience in booking and promotion marketing, and uh, you have uh, somebody in the band who's familiar with how to make you sound like what you're supposed to sound like. You have uh, influences from, you know, all different areas with the the different people in your band and the different bands they've played in. You know, it really, um, it just, it, it seems like you have a formula that, that can't really be beat, you know, like uh, yeah, you really, it's, it's a well-constructed package. And I, I think that, I, I mean, honestly too, I think it shows, especially in songs, um, like exhale, knowing that, you know, one person, like you had five songs that you wrote as a group and then one person comes in and you have the ability as, you know, as a band to, to, not make it an ego thing and you can play one guy's song and follow his lead and it turns out to be this you know beautiful thing that is part of what you do and stands alone as well and and uh that's another thing that, that while i'm gloating while i'm simping here yeah, I um, <laughs> but i mean it's it's like the each each song though does have a standalone feel to it you know, like we were talking earlier, Red Sunrise has the blues feel. Dichotomy obviously has the doom sound. Rose Chamber has that more 
I, I want to say commercial because it has that sure. like single sound to it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, though? And, and I think that that is what makes a well-rounded EP. And I think that, you know, that is why Fever Dream has the vibe that it has, because, you know, you guys do have the different parts and you use the different parts where they're meant to be used. And then you, your product turns out what, you, cleverly constructed, creative. It's not boring. You know, you you get to the end of side A and you want to flip it over to side B. That's that's a, a winning formula, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm, yo, I'm glad you think so. Like, you know, and I, and I appreciate you asking all these questions about this record specifically, just because, you know, it it, it, um, it didn't get to shine like like it should have because of the state of the world. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad it's had like an impact on you. And I appreciate all, you know, all, all those observations. Um, I like to think the same thing, too. You know, I, I was joking with like my family recently that I was like, I'm probably the least talented person in the band, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, by comparison to everybody else. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, we all kind of have our role and do our thing. And, um, you know, we, we all have a lot of optimism about the future. So that's good. Uh, I think he should. I think you yeah. should. I mean, I think we're yeah, good about it, you know, and, and looking into the future too, even into the next two months, I mean, you've got some really big shows lined up some, yes, you know, terror and comeback kid naysayer yep. enforced. I mean, you, you had mentioned earlier gate creeper. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, so this, I mean, this is what we got. I personally am booking a lot of shows, but for, we'll just stick to MAD stuff. You know, we play our first show back. When does this come out? Uh, this will be out Sunday, so so twenty under a week for five now. days. Yeah, we'll we'll play our first show back, which is us enforced and this uh, this newer punk band from Virginia Beach called Self Inflict. Um, that's like a big. I mean, it's kind of like that day turned into like a big show because it's like I'm doing a matinee with Regulate and Mind Force and Dead Heat beforehand. But um, oh, our, our that's show a big originally- show. Yeah, both of them were sold out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's it, it's going to be like a banging day. But um, the the night one, the later one, was the first show that I put together. Um, like let, let's say like when things started opening up, and mm-hmm. uh, actually that's not true. It's the second one I did. Um, but the, the first one ended up being what it's in October. But we're not playing it. Um, but yeah, we so we got that. Great! It's cool to come back out to a, a sold-out gig at home at a venue I really like. Um, let's see. I think that's it, it for us in August. But, like, yeah, we just announced today uh, here in Richmond, uh, return of a, a DIY spot in the warehouse here. But Metal Show, Gay Creeper, Genocide Pact, Antichrist Siege Machine, and us um, at this place, the warehouse. Uh, and we're playing – you mentioned that, that Terror Comeback Kids show – that's in Nashville uh, later in September. That is a pre-show for Furnace Fest. Um, and that's got um, like- so- Are you going to be there for Furnace Fest? I, dude, so I don't know because the Nashville show is three hours away from uh, Birmingham where they're yeah. doing Furnace Fest. So you got to further south, further from home. Yeah. And, and my girlfriend was like, yo, like, do you just like want to like party up in like Nashville for the weekend? And like after the show, and I was like, "Yo, kind of." So I don't know. I don't know. You ever been to Nashville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. One of the last shows we played before lockdown was in Nashville. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. It's a dude, great it's cool. city. I fuck with it. I fuck with it heavy. Yeah, um, I didn't like country music before I went to Nashville. I'm not a country. I still music don't. Guy. I still don't really like country music. But while but I was I there, like 
Um, yeah. While I was there, I was I was cool. Dude, we I, went to a it's piano. It's cool to bar. go down that strip and there's all those country bands playing, and you're yeah, like, man. like that part's cool. We went but, to a we went to a dueling piano bar. That's and, chill, dude. It was sick. So there was yeah, two guys playing, and they were going off of each other, and just dude, I don't know. It was it was insane. We had so much fun. Yeah, it was really really but, cool uh, experience. That, that show is like it's like older bands and then like newer bands. So it's like tear. Comeback Kid. Yeah. Uh, this band Love is Red from Nashville is reuniting. Like Misery, Misery Signals. Signals. And then yeah. on like the newer end, you got like Us, Drain, One Step Closer, um, Dare. Oh, Drain. Yeah, they're playing. I that forgot team. that. Yeah. yeah Dude, yeah. what a good band. Yeah. So that that'll be so that that's that. Um, that sold out too. You know, and, and that got that got there. moved. That was at a smaller venue and got moved to a bigger one. So that's coming out hot to that. Dare um, is uh, from Chicago. No, Dare's from that... Orange County. Yeah, okay. yeah like, maybe you're thinking of Karma. Hmm. They kind of have like like that one word similar name thing. Um, yeah, Dare, Dare's like an Orange County. Uh, kind of. I got a new seven inch floating around here somewhere. Somewhere. Oh. Um, so I uh, let's see what's next, and then October we're playing up your direction. Wilkesbury. Uh, yeah, we're playing Wilkes Bear, uh, that uh, the still won't break showcase that uh, TK and Nate do. Um, there's a lot of bands on that. Uh, but oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, like we're we're doing that one. That'll be cool. You're playing uh, with uh, Strength for a Reason up here. Strength for a Reason, uh, Mind Force, Gag. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff on there. Payback. Uh, oh, Payback. Yeah, from up yeah, there. Yeah. Yo, homie. you're uh, Raw Life sick oh man. yeah we've played a show with them before oh yeah yeah we played a show with them um in like no in like fall of 2019 How, and you're uh you're playing with sentinel on that oh, one my too. Other band. yeah so yeah. that band's like members of oh i think these bands are playing too uh members of age of apocalypse members of restraining order and members of mind force and myself uh doing like a like discharge kind yeah. of like motorhead like um uh what else we reference like not really sacrilege but like uh i got a whole playlist of this stuff like bastard we covered bastard like like some of the japanese sound um that band's fucking cool dude i, I yeah i i checked it out for sure I, I um i really enjoyed that i hope we uh, end up doing stuff but i mean like i'm down here and every other member is like up north Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. One member of break or not one, not breakaway. One member of MAD lives in Brooklyn, but like they're like restraining order and mind force in age of apocalypse are all like fairly popular, if not very popular, yeah. they're very busy. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's almost like we can only really play when all of our, it's like captain planet style. We all got to right. kind of like be in the same, like our band has got to be in the same room and then we can hit it. But yeah. How do you manage having somebody living up in New York and you guys are all the way down in Richmond? Dude, it's fine. There's so many bands out that are like the members are literally all over. Like you take like NEG has two people in or three people in Michigan, two in California, uh, candy. Who like, I was like talking about earlier. Yeah. One dude in Atlanta, one dude in New Jersey, one dude in Richmond, two dudes in LA. Like, it's just like, what you do is you just got to like, um, you just got to be actually, it kind of helps in a weird way because mm-hmm. you don't end up playing bullshit. 
you end up being like, yo, if people are going to travel to like play this gig, then it's got to be worth it. We got to have like, like some, some worthwhile money locked in to pay for the travel. And we're not just playing to like, you know, nobody on like a Tuesday night or something. Yeah. uh, Kind of thing. It it, it actually helps you be a little more intentional of what you do. For sure. um, So, and then we got, I'll say like one other thing we got, we got, uh an, an unannounced event happening in brooklyn at the beginning of december like a bunch of bands um that i'm sure you'll see somewhat soon but uh it's going to be cool um so if you're around brooklyn like the first weekend of december then go to the show that i'm vaguely talking about okay uh, but yeah so you know that's like we got a lot we got a lot of cool stuff planned and um i'm we're fortunate and I'm excited about all of it, man. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm ready to play. Good. And you haven't played since, you know, the world shut down. Yeah, since the live stream, which was a year ago. Because yeah. that was August of 2020. So, Damn. yeah, haven't haven't played at all. Um, Just, just practice space and recording studio. Man. So, it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be something. All right. Well, um, so you definitely have the LP coming out. What do you think that you're going to kind of wait and see what happens with the world until you make any real decisions about releasing that? No, I mean, bro, to be real, like, uh, with how backed up plants are, we're not even done. Like, so when we finish recording, this will be out. This will be out when the first day of August. Okay. So we're Mm -hmm. finishing recording this month uh i wanted it out before the end of the year i bet it happens like first or second month of next year yeah um but i mean i'm not gonna wait on it i I don't want to wait on anything i think we're just gonna kind of kind of go uh you know when it just release it when it's ready yeah um just because it's the kind of thing where you know a a lot of uh label money has gone into it and Mm -hmm. like we're we're putting up some ourselves like just for like just to make sure that it sounds perfect um, and, and everything. And it's just like, you know, uh, no reason to wait. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to stay optimistic about the world. And like, like if know, it doesn't get pressed, it doesn't get pressed, then yeah. it eventually yeah, will. Like, it, it will, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Here's the thing. Luckily we're on like a label of a certain size where I feel like uh, Sam triple B has good pull. Mm-hmm to make stuff happen if he needs to make it happen that's cool um if anything man i just like i like just want people to hear it um and just see kind of like see the record we're talking about today fever dream just kind of see how it's an evolution from that mm-hmm. and uh you know and, and see like kind of be like okay like as a foundational space they it like will like make sense they'll be like okay we see how this man went from this record this ep to this sound and these songs and stuff so i don't know i mean be on the hunt we'll uh like i said much earlier well there'll be a comp song out there uh before that so you'll you'll see that along with some other really cool bands all right sounds good man so uh we're gonna start to wrap it up here do you have socials you want to plug where can we uh, find you? I'm I'm ASEX Edge on pretty much everything. Um, so go there. If you're ever interested in shows in the Richmond area, 
uh, go to uh, at Richmond Hardcore Shows on Instagram and uh, just take a look at what's going on there. Um, uh, if you want to listen to people be interviewed uh, about hardcore punk or metal, uh, check out Forum of Passion, my podcast. There's not a social for that, but you can look it up anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, Actually, if... Something. Not not just if you want to listen to it. Check the show out. Leave him a rating and a review. No, I mean that stuff. Every little bit helps with that stuff. Uh, That's uh, true. You know, a star, a comment. You know that if you want to help a content creator without spending any money, that's the way you do it. Right there. If you get do want there. to spend money, you can <clears throat> get an extra yes. episode. You can you can. It's two dollars. You get an extra episode each month of forum. Um. And uh, that's it. www.patreon.com slash form of passion. That's sick. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, those, like I, it's an interview podcast, but the Patreon stuff is an interview. It's it's more just kind of like what you and I are doing right now. It's more like discussion with just random people about different topics. Like, oh, sick. like for example, I, tomorrow, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a researcher. Mm -hmm. uh i like to think i'm pretty versed in like underground music and stuff but like some things have totally missed me i don't know anything about scrams at all okay so i'm having like a friend come on and like give me like a 101 i don't even think i i don't even like like stuff like that but it's yeah. just like i will be like okay this is a thing i want to know about it yeah so if you're kind of a, a searcher of just various knowledge um hit it up over there that's cool but, uh, that's yeah i think it's all my stuff um you know, I don't think I. No, MAD doesn't have any socials. Neither does Sentinel. How about uh, this? Um, so I also try to get my listeners to head over to labels or to the bands and buy directly from them. Oh shit! Uh, so where can my listeners buy Fever Dream? Yo, please! I, I just bought. I just bought wholesale some new copies of Fever Dream. So, mm. it if you want to pick one up, pick one up from me. Um, support the artist directly uh that can be found at mutually assured destruction.bigcartel.com okay um i would wait until uh august 8th from when you're listening to this because i'll have records up and i'm gonna have new shirts up oh cool um so get so you can get both uh at the same time and save some on shipping um but uh yeah you get it there and my socials i mentioned earlier um specifically instagram if you go to asex edge on instagram in my bio there's a link to everything i'm talking about right now yeah um signal music mad music merchandise podcast stuff um so you hit it up there and uh if anything tickles your fancy then i will uh you know i'll 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 provide you know i i just i do mail order like i'm talking if i got a mail order right now on my phone i would have that shit just like it'd be shipped tomorrow so you know like, this man uh, is on it you won't be right you, you won't be waiting around but uh, you're a go-getter i mean two bands a podcast you're booking shows yeah yeah, I'm assuming you work a job on top of that. So yeah, I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how I. Yeah, I have a job. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm in roofing repair sales. It's actually a great job. Yeah, so. I sell yeah, industrial supply. So okay, so you. Yeah. It, it's like I set my own schedule. You know, it's it's like 
uh business is good it rains a lot so i'm i'm i stay fed yeah um, but uh, you, no i didn't just, think i would be doing this when i was a kid but it is what it is yeah me neither. you know hey that's why we that's why that's why hardcore kids like us that are overgrown teenagers yep. you know are are into the things that we're into this is where you're you know this is a, a major source of joy in life and that's why we do what we oh, do absolutely um okay so ace i really appreciate you coming on the show thank you so much brother um it was a pleasure getting to know you and having a, a talk with you about the band and learning a little bit more about you guys um you know i i think that these are hopefully doesn't ruin the mystique and the ominous aesthetic of mutually oh, assured destruction he is a nice guy folks it's not just nah. <laughs> too much on the internet for people to be too mysterious but, but uh but no, that's you. that's great man and 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 uh i i will be on the lookout for the lp that hopefully will be coming out sooner rather than later because i am yeah. very excited to hear it um so we're gonna take it out here uh, any last words on exhale? Uh, not, not any words on exhale, but just uh, I just want to like say thank you for having me on. Oh, um, absolutely, bro. And just like you know, like I care a lot about doing this band, uh, and I'm very proud of the things that we've done. So you know, you asking these questions like it really does mean a lot to me. But uh, exhale is my favorite track. Uh, mosh to it if you see that a show, and uh, stay safe out there. All right. And hey, dude, thanks for coming on. If there's anything you ever need in the future, you want to come back on, hit me up. You're always welcome. Love to have you back. Um, all right, here it is. This is our final track off of the Fever Dream EP, Mutually Assured Destruction. This is Exhale.
All right, that was it. M-A-D, Mutually Assured Destruction. That song was track four off of Fever Dream. The song is called Exhale. And if you've listened this far into uh, the show, obviously, you know, we just concluded a interview with Ace, the singer. He's also the singer of Sentinel, also the host of Forum of Passion podcast. Make sure you check out that podcast this week while you're working or while you're driving or anything like that. And I'll tell you what, I got something coming up next week. I don't want to announce it yet. Uh, Maybe later this week. I don't know. Maybe I'll make you wait. Who knows? All right. Other than that, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Catch me on at wasted.radio on Instagram. You can catch me on SoundCloud, of course, iTunes, and uh, I'm out of here. Happy Sunday.